right, if you have your Bibles, Second Chronicles chapter 20 is where we'll be reading tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Amen. I want to preach a message entitled, Victory Belongs to Jesus. I believe that tonight, you know, God wants to encourage some people. Uh, God wants to, uh, you know what, uh, allow us to refocus our perspective back on Christ again. Uh, so Second Chronicles chapter 20 and in verse 1. And it, uh, it reads this, It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazazon, Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judea. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Here it is, they're praying, they're seeking God. Verse 5, then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And just skip down to verse 12, it says this, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Amen. Now all Judah, with all their little ones, their wives, and the children, stood before the Lord. Verse 14, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor be be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16 says, Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up, against, uh, up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Man, underline that. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And as we read down, it says in um, our text in verse 20, uh, sorry, yeah, verse 20. So they rose early in the morning, and when they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing, this is what amazes me, and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Victory belongs to Jesus. God, I pray tonight that you would encourage us from this text. God, I pray, Father God, that you would indeed take every word spoken. Lord God, that you would hit our hearts, Lord God, where it's needed most. Encourage the discouraged, I pray. Strengthen the weak in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. We all face trials. Amen. We all face, uh, you know, some uh, you know, difficulties in lives. 
Now, there's some trials that we're able to triumph over. There's some things in life where we just like get through and we're just like, man, thank you, Jesus. You know, there's some things where it's just like, oh, man, praise the Lord. We've gone through another day. We made it through other times. I mean, some days it's like you're just, it's a, it's a war. It's a battle. How many have ever been there before? It's a battle where you just got to get before the Lord with prayer. Sometimes it's with fasting. And this is the Christian faith. Sometimes it's like God fights for us. Other times it's like, man, we're fighting. And Paul writes and says, yeah, you got to fight the good fight. It, there's a, there's, a, there's a, uh, a part that you play that you got to keep fighting uh, the good fight. I mean, there's opposition against us. There's the flesh. There's the world. There's the devil. All these coming against us. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, Paul writes in Ephesians 6 verse 12, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You see, it's talking about there's a battle going on. Sometimes we're, we're fighting, we'll get through, but sometimes there's, a, there's some opposition that comes against us as believers. Other times it requires you to fast and pray. Other times it's just, you know what, we just surrender and God begins to fight for us. But it's in these moments when we're under such pressure, it might be financial difficulty. It might be marital conflict. It might be uh, habitual sin that you're trying to get over. You know, it's in these moments. How we handle these trials has a lot to do with our own closeness to God. How we deal with our trials depends on our relationship with Jesus because he has given you and I each of us a measure of faith to believe that every personal battle we face listen can be overcome through his mighty power can you say amen God has given us a measure of faith but ultimately after all is said and done listen carefully God wants us to pursue him God wants us to surrender to Him alone and to offer genuine praise to Him in gratitude of His great love. And so at different times, listen, He allows us, each and every one of us, to face these impossible situations, just like in this text, to face these impossible situations for the sole purpose of doing nothing other than just standing firm in our measure of faith and declare that the battle belongs to the Lord. So I want to preach a message, victory belongs to Jesus. And I felt the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit all throughout this week. God, what do you want to speak to the people today? And God wants to set you free tonight. God wants to break some shackles over your life tonight. He wants to set some people free tonight and encourage people here in this place to say, listen, you got to surrender. Listen, you got to surrender your life to God. It's by His Spirit. That compensates for our weakness with divine strength. We need to surrender and say, God, listen, I've been trying to fight. I've been doing this on my own strength for too long. And I feel like God is saying, listen, you need to tell the church, surrender. There's a key when it comes to surrendering to Jesus. I mean, we all experience difficulties. We all go through problems in our lives that have crippled us. We have gone through some times where our, our vision, our, our perspective has been blurred. And we can't see the solutions to our problems. But you see, God allows each of us to be placed, listen very carefully, in those situations that we might see our own futility, that we might see our own weaknesses of trying to battle through them on our own. It's like, you know what, it's in our own strength, it's in our own ability. God's like, listen, I don't want you to function like that. 
I don't want you to go out in your own strength or in your own ability. And I felt God saying to us and to myself, let's get to a place of surrender. Sometimes he desires for us to lay aside our own struggle and let him fight those battles for us so that we might be a people that really do rely on him. That, you know what, we could say, hey, listen, just like Gideon, Gideon, you got too much men. If they were to go out in the battle, they'd be saying, we, we, we won this battle with our own sword. And so what does he do? He says, listen, there's got to be a place of surrender where everyone is relying on my spirit. Where everyone is relying that the victory has got to belong to the Lord. And my prayer is this, that this message, that only by the Holy Spirit would begin to transform you from this do-it-myself kind of person into a Holy Spirit-led kind of person. I mean, we ought to be led by the Spirit and say, you know what, I don't want to take any shortcuts. God, if you're doing something in my life, in this problem, in this situation, God, if you're doing something, I want to be sensitive to the leading of His Spirit. I mean, you think about Jesus for a minute. Here He is. He gets baptized. He goes from this moment of just, He sees the heavens open. He hears the voice. This is my Son. And then the very next verse or the next chapter, He's led into the wilderness. The Spirit leads Him. And it's like God bringing Jesus to a place where it's like, you know what? This is where it's going to really matter the most. Maybe God's bringing you to a place of a wilderness to make you realize that, listen, it's not by your own strength. Maybe He's bringing you through some trials, some tribulations to realize how weak you are, the futility in your own strength. And sometimes He wants us to open our eyes to see, listen, it's about God. It's bigger than ourselves. And I want to say tonight, has God taught you a lesson? Has God taught you a lesson over these last couple of months? I mean, you think about this. Beanley Potter South Church, you've gone through a pastoral changeover. You've gone through a season where the church went on lockdown. What has God been dealing with you about these situations? Maybe there's certain things that happen in your life. Is God trying to get you to a place of surrender? Is God trying to get you to a point where it says, listen, it's not about a man, it's about Him. Is God trying to get you to a place of surrender to say, listen, take your eyes off yourself for a second. It's all about Jesus. He wants to take us to a place of surrender. But is the Holy Spirit teaching you something through these seasons? Is He teaching you about trusting in God, not in man? Is He teaching you not to lean on your own understanding, but lean on God's Word and being led by His Spirit? You got to lean and lead. You got to say, God, I'm going to lean on your word. I'm going to trust in you in times of uncertainty. I'm going to trust in you in times of difficulty. I'm going to trust in you. I want to be led by your Holy Spirit. I don't want to take any shortcuts because God wants to do something within you. Listen to James chapter 1 verse 2. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I mean, how weird is this? <laughs> Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, brother. Sister, count it all joy. It's like, do you know what I'm going through? <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm facing right now? Count it all joy. You, that's just, that seems ridiculous. What sort of message is that? But I'm telling you, this is the Word of God. I'm telling you, the world thinks differently to what the Word of God says for you and I. Count it all joy. Listen to the text. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its work i mean we live in a microwave generation i don't want to have patience i don't want to wait god what are you doing I, you know what i'm just going to do it myself 
And what we do is we end up stunting our growth in our own Christianity. God's doing something in our lives. God's, there's a purpose with your pain. There's a purpose that God is dealing you, dealing with you about. And maybe He's bringing you to a place of surrender. Maybe so that way He can allow this perfect work to be at work in your life so that you can be perfect. That word means mature, lacking nothing, complete, lacking nothing. Listen, you'll never discover that God is all you need until God is all you have. God wants to bring you to a place of surrender. In our text, Jehoshaphat is faced with this impossible situation. He sees an army coming against him. This multitude is coming against him and he's now gripped with fear. He's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to face this, this great multitude? This army is against us. What are we going to do? Brings it to a place of surrender. He now needs to depend on God. Listen, God wants to bring victory in your life. God wants to bring victory that you're facing in your impossible situation and He wants you to depend on Him so that He can bring a victory. But it begins, brother, sister, it begins when you surrender. It begins when you say, listen, God, I can't do this. God, there's a, there's a real difficulty that I'm facing. God, I need you to go through. I need you to pull through. Now there's a saying, God doesn't use the one that has it all. He uses the one that surrenders all. So number one is, is God is bringing you to a place of surrender. Number two, let's talk about prayer and prophetic hope. Because this problem led to prayer, which brought them a prophetic hope. In 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3, tells us that Jehoshaphat became afraid and he turned his attention to the Lord and he prayed. He begins to seek the Lord. He turns his attention. I mean, who has your attention the most? Who has your attention the most? Is it, do you, is it problems? I mean, is your problems get more of your attention than God? I mean, who's bigger, your problems or his promise? I mean, is, is faith bigger or is fear bigger? What's gripped your life? Because, I mean, what's going to happen is saying this, listen, whatever it is, we've got to turn our attention to our Savior. We've got to turn our dependency, our focus back on the one true King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Jehoshaphat turned his attention and he begins to pray. He begins to seek the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, Jehoshaphat, his earnest prayer led to a word from the Lord via the Holy Spirit, who spoke through Jehaziel, who in turn spoke encouragement to the people as a prophet. God's word came down and begin to speak into their situation God begins to give them divine instruction I want to tell you tonight friend listen God is able to give you wisdom for your situation God is able to give you some clear instruction to able to now navigate through your problem your situation but it starts when you begin to seek him when you begin to seek God, you bring your request. Many times we want to bring our request to brother so-and-so. We bring our problems to sister so-and-so. But the Bible teaches us, hey, bring your request to God. 
Come on now, let's, it should be the first thing we do. God, I'm going to seek you. God, is, I don't know what to do. And begins to, the Holy Spirit gives this divine instruction. Jehoshaphat, this is what you're going to do. Jehoshaphat, tomorrow, you've you got to go to this certain place. Jehosh, listen, there's this clear instruction. Begins with surrender. Are you surrendered enough to hear his voice? Are you surrendered enough to say, you know what, God? Yes, I can hear your voice and what you want to do in my life for this situation. Who knows what you're going through? I don't know what you're facing. All I know is I do know that there is a God that is able to help you in any situation. Can you say amen? There is a God that is able to help you through no matter what you face. There is a God that is able to carry you through the roughest seas. There is a God that is able to guide you through the darkest storms. His name is Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Do we have any believers here tonight that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what I'm facing. I've got someone who's able to face it for me. It lies with prayer. It starts with surrender. It starts with prayer. Where God and His Holy Spirit begins to lead you through the situation. He directs you. He leads you. Number one, surrender. Number two, pray. Number three, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. Some battles are not for us to fight. But rather we are to stand firm and let the Lord fight that battle for us. I mean, some of our personal battles require us to fight through and triumph with God's strength, while other battles, God himself fights for us. When the battle belongs to God alone, we are to call, we are called to stand firm confidently that he will prevail against the struggle, that he will prevail. The battle belongs to the Lord. Here in our story, a promise was given, Jehoshaphat, Listen, you won't have to fight in this battle. You, all you have to do is just go there. Show up. Get ready for battle. Go there. Get ready. All I want you to do, and that's the word for you and I, is just, you know what? Hey, listen, we need to suit up and show up. You know, we need to put on the armor of God. We need to go, yes, God's going to fight for us. But listen, it's not a lackadaisy attitude. It's, oh, yeah, God's going to fight for me. Oh, I'm just going to relax. No, 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 you got to show up. He goes, you know what? Position yourself. Get in battle get in the midst of battle get ready for battle you know what I, i'm reminded of of uh, david he's on his uh you know on his balcony and he should be in battle it tells us that in the years where king should be at war david remained at home he should have been uh, you know what suited up he should have uh, showed up in battle but yet he was on a balcony where are you tonight are you on the battlefield or are you on the balcony? Are you uh, covered with the armor or are you just so open right now where the enemy can come and attack you? You got to show up, brother. You got to suit up, sister. You got to be able to say, you know, I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. I'm going to suit up and show up and I'm going to allow God to move because the battle belongs to the Lord. Number four, and I close, victory belongs to Jesus. I mean, the battle belongs to the Lord, but also the victory belongs to the Lord. Here it is. They give, God gives this, uh, you know what, the mind uh, to Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat begins to seek counsel from others and say, listen, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden they go, you know what? Yeah, let's send out the musicians. <laughs> let's send out the singers. Uh, here they come. What are, they've got this, they've got them, you know what? 
everything coming, blazing against them, what did they do? They send an army of singers. They, they send an army of worshipers. And here they go. They sing and worship to God. They're singing, lifting up their voices. And just like we sang tonight, this is how we fight our battles. It's through praise. It's through worship, praise. There's power when we praise. Can you say amen? That God begins to inhabit the praises of His people. That when we begin to worship Him, God begins to come down and meets with us. And God begins to bring deliverance in our text to His children. And that's what I want to tell you tonight. Listen, don't underestimate the power of praise. Never underestimate the power of worship. Listen, you've got to get up in the morning, put on some worship music and begin to sing unto the Lord. Oh, your neighbors might get upset at you, but listen, you've got to lift up your voice and say, Hey, i got a battle that I'm facing, but i got a God who's able to face them for me. And I'm going to lift up my voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. There's power in your praise because we don't just praise and it's just empty words, but we're praising the living King of Kings. The living God of heaven and earth. The one who restored you. The one who saved you. The one who redeemed you. The one who delivered you. This is the God we worship. This is the God that is able to bring you victory. There's power in praise. There's victory in your voice. Worship is an attitude of a surrendered heart towards God. Again, let's come back to a place of surrender. Let's come back to a place where everything has to be on Jesus. God, it's about you. God, our worship, our praise has got to be about you. Praise is an outward expression of gratitude. Praise is an uh, outward expression. In our text, here is a story. They get a promise. And so what Jehoshaphat does, it goes, you know what? Listen, man, the battle already belongs. Let's go out and praise God. <laughs> And that's the same thing with our lives. So many times we're so concerned about our problems where we should be like, you know what, God, you got this. God, you got this. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God, you got this. So I'm going to go out in battle with full confidence, knowing that, God, you're my champion. David did this. He, was, he went out to face Goliath. And everyone was standing still. And he's like, man, what are you guys doing? Is there not a cause? And he begins to go out in the spirit of God, bringing a victory. Victory belongs to the Lord. You know, there's a saying with professional athletes that are out there at the moment, and they call them the GOAT. G-O-A-T. Muhammad Ali, he was nicknamed the greatest. And his wife, you know, for publicity, decided to change it to the GOAT. And it's an acronym. G-O-A-T stands for greatest of all time. Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers of all time. They'd call Michael Jordan one of the greatest basketballers. They'd call him the goat, the greatest of all time. So many other sports stars, you know, Kobe Bryant, the greatest of all time. But I come to declare there's someone that is greater. I come to declare, listen, Jesus Christ is the greatest of all time. He is our champion. He is the one that can go before you, defeat any giant. He is the one that we call upon. It's him. Him, listen, there is no one like our God, no one like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, hallelujah, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Victory belongs to Jesus. It starts with surrender. 
prayer. Victory belongs to the Lord. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God, renew our mind again. God, that we can depend on you again, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for fighting in our own strength. Maybe God's bringing you to a place of surrender. A place where he says, you know what, hey, listen, it's time to pull aside. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can get so worn out, fatigued. Seriously, you can get fatigued. But the Bible gives us a promise. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up as wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. To mount up means to ascend to another level, ascend higher. I saw an image the other day where a, uh, a crow was attacking an eagle crow actually landed on the back of the eagle pecking at the back of the eagle's neck and the eagle began to soar high 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 until the crow reached an altitude that he could not even bear that it fell away I come to encourage someone listen you gotta, you gotta soar high you gotta wait upon the Lord let him renew your strength so you can go high so that the, the things that you face begin to fall off are you, are you flying at a low altitude? I mean, many of us will be flying in depression state. That's not a bad, that's, that's, that's a bad place to be flying. It's dangerous. Wait on the Lord, rise up, fly high. Wait on the Lord, let Him renew your strength. Battle belongs to Him. Come back to a place of surrender. Seek Him and only Him. He's the answer. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. How simple can that be? God, recalibrate right now in the name of Jesus, the compass of people's hearts. Let it face true north and face you. Recalibrate our perspective again. Renew, God, just as your word said, our minds. We're fixed on you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to give an invitation. If you're here tonight, you're not saved, you're not right with God. You're here, you're not born again. The Bible tells us you need to be born again. The Bible tells us that you need to be saved. You're here tonight, you're not right with God. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Anyone in this place, you want to raise your hand and say, you know what, I'm not right with God. I'm not saved. The Bible talks about that you know what, it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. Eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. And the decision lies with you. Jesus paid everything on the cross. God loves you. He sent His Son Jesus to die for your sins and my sins. But it comes a point in your life that you've got to make a decision to accept Jesus Christ, to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. If that's you tonight. You're not saved. You know you want to make heaven your home. Won't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I need to be born again. I need to be forgiven. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. 
you're backslidden, you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you're away from God. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Not right with God or you're backslidden. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You, this is between you and Him. Billy Graham would say, this is a holy moment. No one moving around, no one looking around. This is a holy moment right now. God wants to save your soul. If you're here tonight and you feel the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit pulling upon your heart, you feel God knocking on the door of your heart to respond, don't fight it. Lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. That's God speaking to you right now. Amen, I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Say, yes, that's me. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. If that's you, raise your hand with this honest heart. Say, yes, that's me. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to set you free. If that's you, raise your hand with mine. And this honest brother right here, say, yes, that's me. You want to be saved? You want to give your life to Christ? Amen. My brothers, you lift your hand. Come, come, come out of your seat. We'll pray right here. God bless you. Thanks for your honesty. Anyone else? Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you want to join these honest hearts. You want to come out of your seat right now. Make a, make a decision here at this altar. Give your life to Christ. If that's you, why don't you come out of your seat? Join this honest brothers right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Brothers, just repeat this prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I turn to you. Come into my life. Be the Lord and the Savior of my soul. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness, all my sins my shame and my guilt take them away today I thank you that you love me that you have called me this moment as a son there is no more condemnation to those in Christ Jesus come into my life be the Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray.